Heavenly Father, we do thank you for your amazing grace, Lord. We thank you for your presence that's here in this place, Lord. That Heavenly Father, that you are real, that you care for us, you love us deeply. Heavenly Father, you love us where we're at, Heavenly Father, in our unique ways. That Heavenly Father, you're empowering us to go out and impact our community, those that we come into contact with, Lord. And we just thank you, Lord, Heavenly Father, for being patient with us in every situation, in our stubbornness, Heavenly Father, that you are walking with us, you are holding on to us, Heavenly Father. You're not forsaking us at any moment, Lord. You're giving us an opportunity to run back to you and say, yes, Lord, Heavenly Father, that we can surrender to you our lives 100%, Lord. Heavenly Father, we surrender this night to you, Heavenly Father, and that every word that will come out of my mouth heavenly father will give you glory and tonight heavenly father and let us thank you for the opportunity to speak to your people lord and to give you glory lord in jesus name amen all right you guys may find your seat praise the lord indeed praise the lord indeed jj i like to hear that from especially for the younger people but what is a younger person am i old now i don't know we got we got the no comment? What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> no comment usually means there's something bad you don't want to say. Can't hurt my feelings. <laughs> All right. So we're going to get into the word. You guys want to get into the word? You guys want to get into the word? All right. That's what we're here for, the word. That's what it's all about, getting that word, because... Yeah, it's all good to sing and dance and all the good stuff like that, but we're trying to get equipped so we can go out and impact our community, right? That's the purpose of us even gathering so that we can get something inside of us so that we can go out there and, and impact our, our friends and our family. Because there are people that will never ever come into a church building that need to hear your testimony. Just like your, your testimony, I love how you go out into the community and you say your testimony to those that don't, won't ever, ever, ever walk in these four walls. You know, because there's many people that won't never come in here, no matter how creative, no matter how good looking, no matter how talented or gifted what we are, they're never going to come in here. But that doesn't mean that we can't take it out to them, you know? And so that's what the purpose of us gathering is, just us to, it's kind of like a, 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 not a, a huddle, because I don't like to say that because people will say a, a holy huddle, but it is kind of like a huddle. We're trying to strategize to see, okay, how are we going to go out there and impact the world? So we're going to get into the scripture. It's Second uh, Kings chapter 4. It's going to be a real quick scripture, a real quick message, because I want to get into some more worship time, more intimate time with him, because that's the one way that we will begin to grow and become strong enough to go out there and impact people is by developing that intimate relationship with our Lord and Savior, you know? So I want to get into this word real quick. It's uh, 2 Kings chapter 4, it's starting in verse 1. It says, now a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elijah, your servant, my husband is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord, and the creditors has come to take my two children to be his slave. Elisha said to her, <laughs> what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in, your, in the house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in this house except a jar of oil. And then he said, go borrow vessels at large 
Go borrow vessels at large for yourself from all your neighbors, even empty vessels. Do not get a few, and you shall go in and shut the door behind you and your son and pour out into all these vessels, and you shall set aside what is full. So she went from, from him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They were bringing the vessels to her, and she poured. When the vessels were full, she said to her sons, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not one vessel more. And the oil stopped. Then he came and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debt, and you and your son can live on the rest. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word. That Heavenly Father, it will penetrate the hearts that people will receive what they're intended to receive tonight in this time. Heavenly Father, I thank you that these are not my words, but your words, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name. So we see in this passage that the lady was a widow. Because that's the first thing we said is, you know, her husband is dead. That's what she said to, said to Elijah. said, my husband is dead. The bill collectors just come in. They want their money. And for those that don't, don't understand, when in the Bible times when they said the bill collectors are coming, it wasn't the IRS coming sending a, le a letter in the mail. It was people coming with guns and forks and knives and, and swords. They were going to, if they didn't have the money, they were going to kill her. You know, they're going to start killing people. You know? And so that was a very serious situation that this lady was in. It was almost an impossible situation where most people, they were just giving up or just ran or hid or whatever the case may be. But she, she did something different. She went to the man of God and said, man of God, I'm a widow. The bill collectors are coming. What can you do for me in this situation? And the man of God, you know, at first, he, he probably seen her before, seen her out on the street, you know, miss so-and-so, you know, work in the corner, doing things that we shouldn't be doing, you know, out there just living the life, you know? And, and so she, he probably knew what her lifestyle was, probably knew her commitment. He, 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 he probably even looked at her church records and said, ah, she ain't really a tither, you know? But the man of God didn't say, you know what, just get away from me, lady. She, he said, you know what, go get some vessels, go to your neighbors and go see what they have so you can fill up these vessels. And so, and said, go to her house and close the door. I like that he, she, she said, he said, close the door. Because probably as he's going around, she's going around in the neighborhood and saying, hey, uh, can I, you have any vessels I can borrow? And they're like, oh, Sally, go ahead. You can have a couple of vessels. Hey, you got any vessels I can borrow? All right, thanks. Thanks, cool. Thanks. thanks. You got any vessels I can borrow? Oh, thanks, 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 thanks. Oh, you got any vessels? Oh, thanks, 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 thanks. And they're like, everybody's thinking like, what's this crazy lady doing with these vessels? Why is she collecting these vessels? What is she, she going to make a clubhouse or what, 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 what's going on? You know? And so to quiet the noise of her surrounding, he told her, take all your vessels, close the door behind you. This is a time for just me and you to work. Me to work something in your life. You know? And so she started to pour into the vessels with her, her boys. And she's pouring, she got one vessel, all right, it's full. 
two vessels. All right, another full, four, five, six. All right, cool, we're good, we're good. Man, we're gonna be able to sell this stuff and make a fortune, get out of this debt, you know, that we owe. And then she gets to the last vessel and she and it pours it out and it feel, it's full too. And she asks her son, hey, can I get another vessel? Said, we're all out. And you notice that the, the oil didn't stop flowing until the vessels ran out. And a lot of times, we're looking for blessings. We're looking for God to work in our lives constantly. And the only reason he stops is because we stop providing the vessels for him to pour into. You know? If you only have 10 vessels and you keep on asking him for 20 vessels worth, where is he going to put the other 10, the oil for the other 10? If you don't have that space for it, that capacity to hold it. It's because God's never going to give you more than what you can handle personally. I don't care what your situation is. You know? And so she took those vessels and she was able to sell it and to satisfy her debt. And kind of like my brother was talking about up here in his testimony, you know, you looked at a situation and you say, it doesn't look right. You know, he hasn't maybe not been living the way even after he's gone through that dramatic situation, you know? But God said, I'm going to show grace to you once he did, made the decision to close the door and allow God to just work and fill his life up and change his life. And now he's going all across the valley, all across California, and just ministering to young people all over. You don't get that by being stubborn. You don't get that by refusing to follow the word of God, the will of God. If you don't first submit to what the man of God said, you will never gather the vessels. You know? And it may look crazy, because I guarantee you people are looking at like, like I said, like, what, is there, what are they doing with that? Because a lot of times the God will ask us to do things that look backwards to the world. You know, and even the most meaning, the most loving people in your life, the closest people in your life, will think that they're telling you the right thing, but it's not, was not meant for you. It's kind of like with David. When David went and fought Goliath, Saul tried to put his armor on David. And what did David do? He said, you know, this isn't, I've never tested this stuff. I can't fit this. I can't move in this, this, this armor, this gear. I got to get this off of me. All I need is my five smooth stones. And the reason why he had confidence and faith in those five smooth stones is because he spent time in the wilderness alone with God, like I said before, like we're going to do in a few minutes, worshiping God. He fought lions and bears. And so when he found out about Goliath, he's all like, who's this uncircumcised Philistine? disrespecting my God. Why are you guys over here quivering? All the big guys, all the guys on the football team, all the guys, the bodybuilders and whatnot, they all over here quivering and scared and stuff like that. But David just came in and just like, 
Who's this? What's this? He took his five smooth stones and took them out. The crazy thing is, he didn't even use all five of them. He didn't use all five of them. When you're walking with God intimately, you know him personally, Goliaths don't scare you. All you need is five smooth stones, the craziest things that, that people may think of. It's like, oh, we're doing this hip-hop church. What is that? How many times have we heard in this first month after the service? I never knew what that was going to be. But people are turning away from making decisions of wanting to commit suicide. People are getting saved. It's, it's crazy. It's, a five, it's, a, it's just a stone. Who said you can't use this gift, this culture of hip-hop if it's submitted to God? Because it has to be submitted to God no matter what you do. I don't care what you're doing. As long as it's submitted to God and it's in his hands, then you can slay your giants. You can slay your Goliaths. And it has to be submitted in his hands. And for those that don't understand what submitted means, it means I'm giving you the power. Okay? I'm giving you the will. You, you're going to be in control. I'm going to sit in the passenger seat. Jesus, you take the wheel and you, you drive the car. I'm just, I'm just going to ride a shotgun. You know? I probably, if it was me, I'm going to jump in the back because I don't get this sit in the back. But anyway. Um, you have to give it up to Jesus. And so what we're going to do right now, before we get back into some worship, I would like everyone to stand up and we're going to pray. If you can, if you're awake, you can, you know, if you're not awake, you can go ahead and stay there. That's all good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know. I know. Dan, Daniel, where's, you got your stuff, Daniel? All right. And so I would like everybody under the sound of my voice to close your eyes and bow their head. And we're going to pray for two things. Because I'm not going to pretend that everyone here in this room already has a, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You know? And so for those that don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, we're going to pray for that. And then we're also going to pray for those that, yeah, they may have had a relationship with them, but they kind of got off track a little bit, you know, backslidden, like they like to say, you know? And so with, as everybody's eyes are closed, just so it could be a private moment between them and God, and obviously my eyes will be open, because um, just so that we can get the records and stuff like that, right? Um, I'm going to pray, but first I just... If, if you're making this prayer for the first time, raise your hand. And if you're, even if it's the 50th time, put one hand in the air as I pray this prayer. Heavenly Father, repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I submit my life unto you. That you are my Lord and Savior. 
that died on the cross, that now I can walk with you and live worry-free because I know that you have my back in every situation, no matter what it may look like, Lord. I thank you that you are with me and you love me and you will never forsake me. And I say,